Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Asking the Right Questions, a guide to critical thinking. Do you know why the United States launched the war against Iraq 30 years ago? Was it to defend human rights and protect the Kuwaiti people from Iraq's invasion? No, the true reason was that the US government did not want Iraq to become a hegemony in the Middle East and then threaten global oil supplies. In fact, the US Congress originally did not approve the military attack proposed by the president. So what changed their minds and caused them to finally authorize the use of force? The story begins at a hearing held by the Senate and House of Representatives where they examined the necessity of the march into Iraq. At the congressional hearing, a 14-year-old girl named Mira told how she was working as a volunteer in the largest local hospital in Kuwait the day after Iraq invaded the country. She saw Iraqi soldiers rush into the hospital, snatch the electronic incubators, and throw the premature babies on the ground where more than a dozen of them died from the cold. Her testimony struck a deep chord, and in the end, the votes in favor of the war exceeded the votes against it. However, it was only after the war ended that everyone discovered Nira's father was the Kuwaiti ambassador to the United States. Her testimony was nothing more than political propaganda. If you had been there during Nira's testimony, would you also have been misled into supporting sending troops? Why wouldn't you realize that the testimony was false? The reason is that our brains are very dependent on certain ways of thinking which can easily lead us astray and thus we are guided by our emotions, rather than logical thinking. We have to make decisions in various life situations. For instance, would you cure myopia with laser surgery? How do you judge whether a presidential candidate is suitable for the position? What is an effective way to lose weight? Experts often cannot give unified opinions on these issues, and information from the outside world is complex and chaotic. If we cannot think independently and rely merely on what we're told, we become sheep who are easily led astray. The book Asking the Right Questions gives a set of practical methods to help you master critical thinking. This skill not only allows you to better distinguish truth from misinformation, but also helps you write essays objectively with clear logic. The main author of this book Neil Brown is a professor in the economics department at Bowling Green State University. He also earned his PhD in law at the University of Toledo and is the main speaker of the International Critical Thinking Conference. He has provided training on critical thinking skills for faculty at dozens of universities, including the University of Wisconsin. Meanwhile, he also provides training and consulting services for many institutions and companies, including the U.S. National Security Agency, the Russian State Secret Service, IBM Asia Pacific, LEGO, and the U.S. Air Force Research Laboratory. The co-author of this book Stuart M. Keeley earned his Ph.D. in psychology from the University of Illinois. He is also a professor in the psychology department at Bowling Green State University. Now, we will unlock this book for you in the following two parts. Part 1, What Stop You From Thinking Critically? Part 2, How To Master Critical Thinking? Do you know what critical thinking is? You may have heard this term before, but are unsure of the exact meaning. The authors believe that critical thinking encompasses three dimensions. First is the awareness of a set of interrelated critical questions. The second is the ability to ask and answer critical questions at appropriate times. The third one is the desire to actively use the critical questions. That sounds a little bit complicated, doesn't it? 
Then let's talk specifically about how people with critical thinking skills usually think. Have you ever heard the expression, absorb knowledge like a sponge absorbing water? This method is called the sponge approach which allows you to acquire a lot of knowledge and understand the world rather quickly and easily, rather than spending strenuous mental effort. However, from this passive way of obtaining information, you can only learn what, but not why and how. Those with critical thinking skills will apply the panning for gold style of thinking. Like those who use the sponge approach, they will also absorb a large amount of new information through reading. However they will put more emphasis on their positive interaction with knowledge. Those who use critical thinking will further question why the author makes such a claim and then take notes on the claim's potential problems. Then, they will critically evaluate the reading materials and form their own opinions based on them. Additionally, they also employ strong sense critical thinking. Strong sense critical thinking will critique all assertions and beliefs, especially one's own. If they are right, then they will stick to their opinion. If the opinion is wrong, they will give up this opinion and accept new ideas. In contrast, weak sense critical thinking can only use critical thinking to defend one's beliefs, regardless of whether such beliefs are right or wrong. After hearing all this information, you might think that the key to critical thinking is to use the strategies of panning for gold and strong sense critical thinking, right? But have you ever wondered if critical thinking has so many benefits, why don't more people use it in everyday lives? The book Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman proposes two ways of thinking, namely thinking fast and thinking slow. Using critical thinking is a tiring task. Furthermore, our brains favor a more relaxed way of thinking, so we are accustomed to thinking fast. We make hurried decisions based on little information and without engaging in in-depth and comprehensive thinking, often resulting in the wrong choice. Imagine that you get off work late one day, tired and hungry, and fall asleep as soon as you come home. Your wife complains that you slept without taking a shower. You then think that women are unreasonable, so you don't bother to argue with her. Women are unreasonable is a kind of stereotype. Stereotypes are baseless generalizations that lead us to make one person a mascot of an entire group, attributing all of their personal individual negative traits to the group as a whole. Imagine again that your noisy son makes it impossible for you to sleep. You walk out of the bedroom angrily and find that your son is playing games while your daughter is doing homework quietly. Your son's academic performance has vexed you for a long time. Thus, you reprimand your son loudly, saying that he is a disrespectful and inconsiderate child. At this moment, you are deluded by the glittering generality. After recognizing a certain positive or negative quality in a person, the glittering generality causes us to overemphasize this quality with everything else about this person. At this moment, your spouse comes out to defend your son, saying that your criticisms are exaggerated and unfair. Nevertheless, you are stubborn and refuse to change your mind. This is called belief perseverance. You justify your belief by saying that you often see your son idling around and not engaging in honest work. In contrast, your daughter is always studying hard. Hence, your son is not as good as your daughter. At this very moment, you rely on a way of thinking called the availability heuristic. It is a psychological shortcut that people use continuously because it allows us to form conclusions based on the most easily accessible information. Your son then becomes very unhappy as a result of your unfair accusations. He then asks you, why do you think I'm wasting time and not studying? I have finished my homework, why can't I play for a while? At this point, 
you no longer care about what he has to say. You just want to eat something and rest after your long day. In other words, we always feel that we are uniquely significant. We often believe that our own experiences, opinions, and needs are more important than those around us. This mentality is called egocentrism. You impatiently interrupt your son and tell him, come on, you're nothing compared to your sister. Our confirmation bias prevents us from changing our views even when we encounter information that contradicts our own experiences. It prevents us from seeing beyond our own bias. This is your wishful thinking which is also the biggest obstacle to your ability to think critically. From this example, we can see that stressful situations can impair our ability to absorb information, making it difficult for us to master the panning for gold style of thinking and strong sense critical thinking. We are now coming to the end of part 1. In summary, people skilled in critical thinking will critique a large amount of knowledge after absorbing new information. They will then form their own opinions based on critical evaluation and view these thoughts dialectically. However, thinking fast, stereotypes, glittering generality, belief perseverance, availability heuristic, egocentrism, wishful thinking, and many other common non-critical ways of thinking prevent us from using critical thinking. These obstacles are like the speed bumps we encounter while driving, they disturb and prevent us from thinking critically. However, as long as you remain curious and respect the principles of critical thinking, you will learn how to glide over the speed bumps smoothly. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.